I spent half of my Thanksgiving arguing about the bracket. Good. Oh, no. With Aaron? With my brother-in-law and Aaron. Because my brother-in-law is the one who I wanted to invite to the Pulp Fiction episode. Mm-hmm. And their biggest complaint, basically, I guess this, this could be part of the podcast, their biggest complaint, basically, is that none of the movies, um, besides the matchup, but some of the movies aren't, um, don't even deserve to be talked about in, like, the best movies of all time. And my argument the whole time is it's not the best movie, it's our favorite. Mm-hmm. So it's, a lot of it turned into what is, what is, like, your top fives, um, for each performance. So we turned into we turned Thanksgiving because the football games were so bad. Basically, um, we turned Thanksgiving into what was your top five like best female performances of all time? Oh God! What are your top five acting or supporting actor moments of all time? And spend most of the night doing that. And I realized if you have to come up with those off the top of your head, you are going to struggle. Because <laughs> like you always think about like what's your best or your favorite movie. Yeah. Because that's you know a common question, but nobody ever asks you like what's been your favorite female performance of all time. And you're like, uh... So yeah. for me, I came up on a huge blank. I, I went to... The the easiest one for me is Brie Larson in Rome. Just okay. I thought she was really good. But other than that, like I really struggled to try to find like other great female performances that I can remember. What about yeah. you? For female performances? Yeah. Out of any movie or... Any movie ever. Like, what was the best female performance? Another one that always comes up to me is... It has um, to be a movie. It can't be, like, a show. Yeah, it has to be a movie. Okay. Another one that came up to me was Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada. In, in that movie, it's, she's super good in that role. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the street mall. The thing so is, is that I don't think I've it. seen that many, like... Where the female has the main point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. And That's I, what I'm I, saying. I don't want to oh. sound like that either, but... Well, we're, we're only recording. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, I can't... And I know they made a big deal when Star Wars for, uh... I can't stop talking. Why? Because you're taking bong loads, so you can't even hear me. <laughs> well, um, is he act- are you actually going to keep this in, Jose? Huh? Are you actually going to keep this part in? I can. Yeah, let's not keep it in. <laughs> It'll be the first episode my mom listens to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the company. It's like, no, we were just boiling water. <laughs> <laughs> we were making oodles and noodles. Saying you're boiling water does not help. <laughs> um, I know Star Wars made a big deal about... Rey and Leia? No. Um, the one from... Fuck, I can't remember. Rogue one. <laughs> from Rogue, Rogue One. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, it's like, they're going in this new direction with all these female... We like, just watched that yesterday. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, like I came out of the movie and I was like, okay, I mean, she's the f- he's, she's the first character, but she wasn't, but she yeah, she wasn't unbelievable. Mm-mm. That Vader scene at the end though still holds it's, up. Yeah, it's my favorite. I might be my one of my favorite Vader scenes. It top five Vader scene, easy. Mm-hmm. I like when he gets on his knees and says no. He never does that. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. When he becomes Darth Vader. No, he doesn't. He's standing when that he, happens. Oh. Whatever. Might as well have gone on his knees. He's wearing a Star Wars shirt. You know what I'm talking about. Damn it. You're wearing <laughs> your least favorite Star Wars movie shirt. Because he's wrong. That's true. I watched that yesterday, too. I know. I should watch so it. So you saw eight Harry eight Potter movies, movies. No, I watched six Harry Potter movies and two Star Wars movies yesterday. Because Bailey was super sick. We were supposed to go up to the mountain with Kyle. Mm-hmm. And Bailey woke up at like four in the morning. 
just like whining and she like got, stole my spot in bed so i was like fuck this i'm gonna go watch star wars because mm-hmm. i knew like at that point we we're gonna stay home all day so i was like i'm gonna do a star wars marathon so i did uh last jedi then i did rogue one and i was about to put in a new hope and Aaron goes we should do a harry potter marathon i'm like fuck sorcerer's stone okay let's do it <laughs> so then we just started going on that binge i fell asleep like right before dumbledore died spoilers dumbledore dies in episode six Because he, then he walks into that that scene where you think he's dead, but he's not I dead. Don't, I don't think I and like episode baby six. Voldemort. Do you? How do you appreciate episode six of Harry Potter? Episode six of Harry Potter? Book six. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Don't be. A, why is he being this way? Because. We're finally talking about his movie. There, is there any Harry Potter movies in the bracket? No. We probably should be. I, I kind of feel bad. But that's the same problem we had with Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. It's like just picking one doesn't give the series enough credit. Yeah. Right. You could do it as a whole, but I don't want to watch 15 movies in a week. That being said, I just watch eight movies in a day. I was going to say. But... It was a real commitment, though. Like, the kids were sick. We weren't doing anything. My Mike's calendar was already clear. Right. It's not nope. bad. You're not going to hit it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just me blown out of my mind. All right, now I'm going to argue with Rich. Good luck, fucker. Oh, you fucked up. <laughs> and this is why Con Air is a superior movie. <laughs> Finally, I get to win. <laughs> That's hilarious. You really think Con Air is going to win? They're so different in genre. Yeah. They're just so different. I think the only thing they had in common was that rape thing. I love the dead air after that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I realized, because I was trying to, like, when I was watching them, I was like, I'm trying to figure out what these two movies have in similarity. A guy getting and out of prison who's actually a guy? I found one. What is it? They both say the title of their movie... In like the first 30 minutes. That's like every movie, bro. Like not if you're really... really... Oh, first 30 minutes? Like oh, okay, 30 so it's... No, 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 no. Because for American History X, it's when he's in the... in the um, Last Jedi does it. In the... Every movie does it. No, trust no. me. You know how I know? Because CinemaSin puts it out every time. I hate CinemaSin I hate so you. fucking much. <laughs> oh Why? Well, Why do you say. hate CinemaSin? Because all they do is hate. On That's our, basically our, what no, we do no, here. No, no, I was about to correct you before you even said it. On our podcast, we go through <laughs> the best moments, our favorite quotes, our... They, like, they, they give a couple nods to a couple movies. No, I know, what I know happened that. to your forehead? I ran it into the machine. Don't worry about it. So, on our podcast, <laughs> I make sure I bring up three positive things, and I say three on purpose, and then I ask you, what what's your biggest flaw of the movie? I don't start with, Con Air, what was your biggest fucking flaw from Con Air? Like, CinemaSins takes 15 minutes out of your day to be like, remember the part when Connor had the explosion here that didn't make any it's sense? It's called CinemaSins, not Cinema Prayers. It's Cinema Wins, is their other channel. Damn it! Yeah, they have like an opposite. I haven't watched that either because I don't want to support anything that they do. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but that's how people feel about us with all their hate, man. All my hate? I love most movies. Insert Suicide Squad reference. Alright, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Imagine if we're live right now. We are live. Somebody say the N word. No. <laughs> no. 
Did you see that one clip? It was like a dude on like some news channel, I want to say in like Arkansas, some Midwestern white town, and there's a 20-year-old girl who went missing. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at the, the, the prompter, I guess, like his notes, and he goes, damn, if she ever does get back, I'm going to fuck her. And then the girl goes, oh, we're sorry for that. Oh, uh, I think that was fake. I, I thought it was I, fake, I, too. I, I, I think it, I think, you know, she's like, yeah, like, right in the a-hole. Yeah, he's going to fuck right in the pussy. Yeah, yeah, that, it's, it's, it's fake. They, no they did a compilation between, like, something that went wrong in a, in a news thing, and then they put that in there. So, oh. like, when they go to the anchor, like, she's all shocked, but she's shocked about some. Like oh, that's pretty funny or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I saw it a couple years ago, and I thought it was pretty hilarious. I hate, I hate when, when they fake things, because mm-hmm. it's just... Fake outrage? Yeah, it loses the value. And then you don't know what's real, and then Wait till you get a girlfriend. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Coming to you live from San Diego, California, this is The Bracket, a podcast about our 64 favorite movies. We have them battle it out to see which movie will reign supreme. We banter, we bicker, we battle Star Galactica. Someday we'll say it all together. And on today's show, we have Rich and Francisco. And the producer who must not be named. Funny, that's a reference to the movie I watched six times yesterday. One thing I was thinking about while I was doing my Harry Potter marathon. So you're saying the producer is Voldemort? Yes, exactly. I don't have a nose. That too. Okay. One thing I was thinking about as I was watching episode six, and I'm going to keep saying it, episode in that movie six. If you were to count what names are said the most in the Harry Potter franchise, Harry Potter is like for sure number one, like head and shoulders. But I bet you Voldemort's a close number two. For the character who's not supposed to hear his name said, they say Voldemort a million times in every movie. And then they follow it up with, I don't care, I'm not afraid of his name. Yeah, they just say it fucking He it shows up, up and like... they all run. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Scatter! <laughs> Anything uh, happen for you guys in the news this week? We had a Lion King trailer. We had Thanksgiving. Was there any other trailers that came out on Thanksgiving? I remember nope. calling that a couple would come out. Just Lion King. I was really hoping to see. Yeah, I remember you did say something, something was gonna come out, but I, I don't remember what it was. Well, I get it, like whenever there's a, a holiday where there's a big event, like the Super Bowl always has a big um, trailer that comes with it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking because it's Thursday night football. I mean th- Thanksgiving, Thursday night football, that there's gonna be a trailer with one of those. I guess maybe maybe Lion King did come out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, any Thanksgiving Day notes you guys want to talk about? It sucks going to work the next day. It really does. Yeah. What about you, producer? Tell me about it. How do you feel about working on Friday after Thanksgiving? It's not fun. Especially it's never when fun. You're night shift. Especially when you're night shift. Yep. Did you see his four-page rant? Yes, yesterday? I did. I love it's it. fantastic. I love it. I love every time I see a, a, a work producer's tweets. <laughs> I just just his tweets in general are pretty hilarious. <laughs> They're so like was... nicely condescending. <laughs> yeah. It's like I want to kill them, but like, I love them. It's like I, I feel sorry just because like he's like no like he's so passionate about his yeah. tweets. I'm like dude. I, I love well, I was really. I never had. <laughs> so I never had a thread on Twitter. I love passionate tweets. Yeah. Those are the best. Uh, Should I tell the story? Please, just can. Pretend, like, Please do. Okay. Jeff's, John's, and Jake's. Oh, my God. All right. I asked my co- my coworkers if they wanted to leave an hour early because we work from 2.30 to 11. And everyone said yes. But when I asked three of my other coworkers, uh, I asked them if they could skip their last break, which was 15 minutes. And they refused to skip their last 15-minute 15, last 15 break. And they to stay until eleven o'clock, and it bothered me because at first I thought they were joking. I was like, no, that like they'd rather stay till eleven o'clock than skip a break. Yes, that's the weirdest logic. And they'd but, rather okay, skip, but, w- but they were gonna be able to leave an hour earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. if they skip their last fifteen minute break, they so get to they, leave. They get early. to leave an hour earlier. So boss comes up to you with the offer of the century. 
you want to get out early tonight? You just got to skip one break. Not and, a fan. And they were literally like, <laughs> that was literally it. I'm good. That was the reaction. It was like, no. I kind of want to play dominoes. Like, <laughs> and then like, and at first I thought they were joking. Because I was uh-huh. like, you know, haha. All right, kind of clock. Right. And they were like, no, we're going to take our, our, our last break. And then I was like, okay, then you guys are leaving at 11. And uh-huh. they, were, they were like, oh, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, why am I going to let you out? And right. then I asked everybody else, and everybody else was like, yeah, I'll Obviously. skip my last break. Mm-hmm. And literally everybody skipped their last break. And then they were like, as soon as 9 o'clock came, just the three of them just walked out. And I'm like, okay, so they weren't joking. Mm-hmm. And they come back, 10 o'clock hits, I go around, I tell everybody, all right, 10 o'clock, you can go. And then one guy literally comes up, and he's like, so you were serious about not like, getting out? I'm like, yeah, you're staying until 11. I like it. <laughs> I was so I, mad. I, I, like, the, I like the firm. <laughs> I, was, yes. I was so mad that I, I got all the trash together. Mm-hmm. I stopped I stopped working, and I left a huge mess for them. And so, like, so once they kind of got all, like, everything, like, out... Mm-hmm. They still had, like, 10 minutes, and there was nothing to do. So I was like, I got to find something for them to do. And I saw that there was, like, a big bin of full, like, bad bags. Uh-huh. So I walked into the to the room, grabbed a blending bag, came back out. They were, like, on their phones, and I'm, like, I handed them to them, and I'm, like, start opening up bags. And so I got I got them busy for, like, pretty much that Which hour. means that you had to stay late because I can't they... Leave. Uh, cause you can't leave. And everybody else left? Everybody was gone, and then I was, I was had to, like, Hard sit ass for a whole hour. I d- <laughs> he went hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was like I'm gonna be Francisco's petty. Upset. I don't care. No, I'm not he, upset. I'm. I it's it's such a it, it's such a weird place to be in in your place because you want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I wanted to go home. You know, and it's like, but it's like at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's it's tough. Gotta stick to your guns. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I like it. Because I think they were trying to like. Because they knew I was excited to for wanting to leave an hour early, so they called your bluff. Basically, they were trying. They were trying to. I was like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> bitch. I'm too stubborn for this. Yeah, exactly. Like they really needed those extra hour for their check. Just saying. They were the ones who just suggested it. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. No, no more questions there. <laughs> that's why I was. <laughs> that's why I was annoyed because I'm like, it was it was one of them who suggested leaving an hour early. And I was like, I was like, yeah, let's leave an hour early because it's Friday. Uh-huh. And then the entire day, he was just like, hey, we're getting out of 10. I'm like, yeah. And then I went, as soon as I was like, skip your last break, he was like, I don't know about that. I'm like, what? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Right. It still bothered me too because I'm like, I legit don't know what the reasoning behind other than that. Then like they just wanted a break. But like all you had to do was just work another hour and you were, uh-huh. you were out and for you another leave, hour. And you leave early. You yeah. leave at 10. But anyways, that was my Friday. That was thrilling. That's very <laughs> enticing. I, I spent. Uh, how did you spend your Thanksgiving? Good. I just I was just hanging out with my family, watch movies all day. Did you get fucked up like Francisco? No. I was so fucked up. I had like two two glasses of wine, but it was pretty like mild. I read my tweet the next morning, and so I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what'd you say? It was like I didn't even sp- spell pretty right. I spelled like pre t- in, in like three t's. <laughs> it was, I'm gonna do better. Fuck up. Erin got so fucked up she blacked out. Nice. She doesn't even remember the car ride home, and I was like, oh boy. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was actually dope. pretty proud of her. It's been like four years since you got fucked up. It was awesome. 
I spent uh, the first half of my day up in in uh, up in Ramona, mm -hmm. and then I went down to Lemon Grove. So I was driving everywhere and uh, spent most of the night arguing about the bracket and why we choose the matchups that we choose and why we're not including the best movies of all time. And it's because it's our bracket, not yours, bitch. Enjoy. <laughs> Lose every single listener in there. <laughs> we actually spent most of the night arguing. Uh, saying our top fives for movies. Mm -hmm. So top five, like, favorite movies, top fives, horror movies. Um, it's a fun little game to play. Mm -hmm. Definitely kills the time, too, because you start getting real passionate. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ready to talk about Con Air and American History X? It's all ready. In the blue corner, this movie was released in 1997 from director Simon West, starring Nicolas Cage, John Malkovich, John Cusack, Danny Trejo, Steve Buscemi, Dave Chappelle, and Ving Rhames. This movie has two Oscar nominations for Best Sound and Best Original Song, weighing in at 1 hour 15 minutes, Con Air. Sorry, that's not right. 115 minutes. Oh. It's totally different. Okay. Almost two hours. And in the red corner, this movie was released in 1998 from director Tony Kay, starring Edward Norton, Edward Furlong, Feruza Balk, Beverly D'Angelo, and Avery Brooks. This movie was Oscar nominated for Best Actor for Ed Norton and weighing in at 2 hours and 7 minutes, American History X. Ooh. So how do we feel about these choices, about this mashup? I feel... Two movies that involve a prison, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna get these movies once in a while where they don't really match Line perfectly, perfectly, but yeah. it's, it's more about... What they bring to the table more than what they have in common, you know. True. So yeah. nobody wants to watch the same movie in different settings. Yeah, I mean that's just Marvel again. Hey. Anyways, when did you first see uh, Connor? Oof, very young. When did it come out again? Ninety four. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Uh, I was probably eight years old when I saw it. So. Damn. Two thousand one. Two thousand two. Yeah. Yeah. Way too good. For, for those type of movies, probably. Oh, yeah. um, I really like this movie. I think mm -hmm. I, I, I was the one that added this movie to the bracket. Yeah, you love to the bracket. You definitely and forced this one in here, but oh, it, dude, I love this movie too. Right? Yeah, it's, it's super fun. It's funny. Um, and I think a lot of people haven't seen it, so it's just quick. Yeah. Quick little synopsis. Is, oh, that's um, true. You know, you have Nicolas Cage, who is, uh, I don't know if it was a Marine or something, and he. He was an ex Marine, yeah. He killed. He killed a man trying to protect his wife. Uh, got sent to prison. Did eight. Did eight years. Um, so brutal. How many years he got for that? Yeah, I know. Um, and on his way back, he was gonna be released. carried, transported. He was, he was released and being transported back to like his wife. With uh, with a airplane. But he, but full he was of, moving with other cons. Right, with a bunch of like A one list listers. You know, like they're they're pretty. They're Pretty bad guys, and yep. they would take. Who would have thought that they were going to take over the plane? You know, there was an elaborate scheme <laughs> by John Malkovich and Dave Chappelle. In, insert Larry David's theme song. <laughs> exactly. Um, they stole the plane, and then and then it was his basically his Nicholas Cage to be the hero. Yes, yeah. he actually says it at one point in the movie. He goes, "I got to be the I hero." Gotta be the hero. Like, yeah. Relax, guy. When did you first see a producer? Last night. Dang. Nice. Uh, how do you feel about it? I fucking love that movie. Dude, it's yes! So <laughs> Finally! <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I think since like, as soon as it started, I was like hooked. 
It's, it's such a good movie. Yeah. It's so fun, and it's like it's shameless fun too. Yeah. Right? Just like they know they're they're hitting they're every getting single away with um, everything. Like, not metaphor, but uh, like easy. It was like such a '90s movie, uh-huh. but like it was there was uh, so many good shots that I was like. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when, like, when it first started, I was like, oh, it's going to be cheesy 90 movie. Mm-hmm. But when then it kept going, I'm like, this is like, they're shooting this movie pretty fucking good. Yeah. This movie is like what, what Michael Bay wishes Wants. he could do. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Don't get me wrong, Michael Bay's made some great movies, but this movie's really good and it's super fun too. And no CGI. Well, maybe there, a there's bit, a little bit, but like, like some of like I don't know. Some <laughs> they of definitely the, didn't throw Dave Chappelle <laughs> off the plane, though. Well, he <laughs> Spoilers. didn't. He didn't. Oh, I mean, I guess he got stuck in the wheel well, and they had to throw him out. Right, but like I don't know, like when the pick with all these action movies, it's just it's not CGI heavy. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what I meant. Well, they had the benefit of shooting in one location for most of the movie, though. They were basically inside like a little mm-hmm. tube. Right. They didn't have to spend that much money on that for sure. So. Definitely cut some corners in the cast in that cost. Uh, I first saw it, I think on like one of like the HBO streamings back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was maybe like twenty when I first saw it, but it's a super fun movie, and I love Nicolas Cage from Face Off and from um, like The Family Man. He just he's good in everything he does. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, what am I thinking of? National Treasure. That's like my yeah. favorite one he's in. Yeah, it's it's just such so a fun good. movie. I think it's, it's so here, cheesy right? too. It was. We took it out. Too many Nicolas Cage movies, probably. No, I think it just doesn't make the cut. Like, it's very, very fun, but, like, when I think of, like, favorite ever, it doesn't really land in there. Mm-hmm. Definitely my favorite Nick Cage, though. I thought that movie was, like, based on real stuff. So I was like... The National Treasure yeah. movie? So I remember sitting in class watching the movie. I'm like, why aren't we, like, learning more why about Why are we this? trying to find this treasure? <laughs> I was like, you know, stay off YouTube, though, you know what I mean? I was like, you're going to get... Didn't we just have a recession? A like, we could fix this. That's funny. Anyways... What's your most memorable moments from Connor? I mean, there's so many. I want to say just off the top, the gift that that we have of uh, Nick Cage doing like long hair in the in the tank top yes. and the turnaround, uh-huh. like that move. That's one of my favorite moments because I see it every day. Um, I think my favorite moment is when like Dave Chappelle like lights the guy on fire. I just think it's hilarious because he's like, oh yeah, he's all sorry, bro. Like he <laughs> just matches him. He's like, if you survive this. Please don't hate me. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's super good. Um, I really enjoyed Cyrus the Virus. He's so character. good. I, well, it's John Malkovich. Like, he can do no wrong yeah. in my eyes. Tell me why I thought he was... Is it Deadshot from Daredevil? From the, the Ben Affleck movie? I thought that I was... I, don't, the, I never watched Ben Affleck's Daredevil. What? <sighs> Sorry. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know the actor. I forgot his name. But, it's not but I thought it was Cyrus he, the Virus. I mean, he's basically. a bald white guy, so like, mm, it kind of looks the same. Oh, Colin Farrell played Deadshot what? in um. In no, go ahead. Yeah, no, what I was going to say, I just... Not because they looked alike, but because the characters were so similar oh, okay. in both. That's good. Um, that's you great. have to watch, the, but yeah. it's basically Cyrus the Virus attacking Daredevil. That's oh, basically okay. it. Yeah. Producer, favorite moments? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's when... It's a, like... Almost when they're, I think when they started flying off the plane again, and Nicolas Cage starts beating every single person up, just like, and he's running up to a guy, guy shoots him with a bullet. Uh-huh. The bullet oh, just yeah. hits his Grazes shoulder, him. and he's like, he's like fucking What's whatever. Up, like, bitch? <laughs> and then he walks up to the, like, the cockpit. Then there's the, the character, I wrote his name down. Uh, with the crazy hair? Sally Can't Dance. Uh-huh. The that dude who, a beast. who's like a girl. 
Oh, I thought you were about the pilot. No, no, no. The girl who's the, the oh, guy. Oh, yeah, she was like dancing up there? Yeah. He was. She was. And then, uh. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then he's like about to punch him. And then he, then he stops and he like slaps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. That's yeah. Slaps the gay guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. That's he funny. fucking slaps the I, shit out of him. I, I had to pause the movie because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> That's funny. Here, I have to look. I'll look up the video. Um, something that I wanted to bring up to this movie is how I really wanted. This is gonna sound really fucked up, but Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. I don't know if it was. It doesn't matter. Um, What are you talking about? I really feel like they pussy pussied out, and excuse my, out of many (laughs) times, um, but. They didn't do anything with this character because I really thought they were gonna kill the little girl. But he escaped. He no, but like, cause he's this fucking Spoilers. serial killer, you know? Like he's right. the worst of the worst. Right. And like he's like playing with with the little girl, and like you see he's gonna do something, and then he doesn't. Wait, and, so you bring out flaw? Maybe. Um, we're still on the happy I, show. I don't, I don't know where, right? That, that's me. Surprise. <laughs> All right, um, so Steve Buscemi didn't kidnap a little girl, so you're upset. Yeah. Well, because like. That's like, that's his game. I I, th- I thought that's what the rap. Maybe he's changed. Maybe prison changed. That's what I thought, but I was like, do you? It's think a that's... little too cutesy for me because I don't buy that. But maybe prison changed him. He doesn't want to kidnap little kids anymore and not kill a thirty ninth uh, person. Like you know, because they they. I mean, it's hard to believe, but for this, the happy ending mm-hmm. that they want to tell. Because he like escaped and now he. How much more fucked up is it? Like they let Steve Buscemi go and they're like, oh, he must have changed, and then he kidnaps and kills Nick Cage's daughter later on in like the sequel kind of. I would, I would love it. That's, ooh. I'm just saying, like, Hollywood call us. dude. <laughs> I have more terrible ideas. <laughs> no, that sounds like a great. And then it's then like he, a, and then it's like a villain it, movie. It's like Glass, where uh-huh. where uh, Nick Cage has to hunt down Steve Buscemi's crazy ass. Well, now it's just Taken. Connor, that's what, that's what Taken is. Well, he is unbreakable. <laughs> I mean, he got shot in. Boom! Right in the tricep. Yeah, Can't and he just kept walking. Bicep. Oh maybe, shit! Maybe, maybe you know. We'll call it. It's Conair Two. Conair Two: The Return of Garland Green. Dude, we could probably get Nicolas Cage to to. Uh, like fifteen. Dude, he's he's like fifteen dollars in a coke. Dude, for real. <laughs> he needs money. All right. So other than that, favorite moments for you? Not bringing up more negatives. Um, more chances of sequels. Favorite moments. Put the bunny down. <laughs> so gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else for you, producer? Slapping the shit out of the gay black guy. Um, just favorite moments. Yeah. I would. Yeah, I would just say the bunny part. Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. Dude, it was nerds. I hated it's like, that. No, because every, that was the '90s part about the it, whole movie. Yes, <laughs> but it's because every every movie now, like, it has to be a good quote. You know, like it has to be like that. Like, oh, but like it, this movie's like just put. Put the bunny down. I, I thought it was fucking... Next... Well, just, I was going to say, next episode, we should probably do, like, a best Nicolas Cage quote. Because I feel like put the bunny down is, like, a good... What? Like, was just written specifically for Nick Cage. So, like, the best quotes, Oscar goes to the Nicolas Cage winner? No, no, no. It's just, so, just, like, go home and then, like, look up Nicolas Cage oh, quotes. Oh, there's the a next episode on YouTube, bro. It's amazing. Huh? I've watched it before. I know. Like, That's what I'm saying. Nick Cage, yeah. There's, like... There's already a page for that. Not the bees... He Eight. has, I think there is another Nicolas Cage movie that we added. Face. Oh, I don't think it's Face Off. I, I know, but that's just... But he has another really funny quote where he, like, threatens a guy to, like, he's gonna 
drag him through the sidewalk till he pissed blood. Um, which I thought was freaking <laughs> hilarious because, like, the way he just says it with his hands and, like, it's just pretty Nick Cage would have been a great Riddler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, but he's too old now. But so is Ben Affleck, so I guess they can yeah, buy with their canes. Anyway. Alright, best actors in the movie. Um, Nick Cage, John Malkovich were super good. Danny Trejo as Johnny 23 was convincing. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Danny Trejo can do anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Steve Buscemi was believable as the creep, because, I mean, it's Steve Buscemi. If you're going to cast a creep, here you go. Never mind, it's too political, I won't say. Uh, Dave Chappelle and Ving Rhames. All very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. All character actors, where, like, you can really get behind whatever they're doing. You notice who it is, and you recognize them, but the characters that they were playing were so fun, they didn't take themselves, you know, overly seriously in the role. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. I wish younger Dave Chappelle had more movies. He's in Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy. You ever watch that movie? I don't think so. Damn, you need to watch that movie. It's super fun. His first movie was uh, Men in Tights mm-hmm. by Mel Brooks. How many movies does he have? I really want to know this. But Nine. like, I just feel like... He has a few under his belt. I'm like super crazy. I think the last movie that he was in was A Star is Born. Yeah. Right. But like, I, like, stuff, like, I'm, in, I'm not like, worried about him. Because <laughs> he was so energetic like as a... You know, in like, his younger movies... Because now he's like the, I don't know. Super serious. Yeah, but like his his. He's his sober now. That's the problem. That's true. Not like he's life sober. I don't know if he's not yeah. drinking. But he might have stopped. Uh, any uh, any. Uh, I'll get any flaws for you? Uh. Yes, he wrote a whole paragraph. On that guy's chest, on on Dave Chappelle's chest before he threw him. Right, and the other and, guy, doesn't, the guy doesn't even know. It's like, okay. Yeah, they did a poor job of building the suspense on that because mm-hmm. you could have easily just had him look over one time and that's when he's done. Right. You know what I mean? But the way the director shot it is like he turned around and he goes, hey, what are you doing over there, Poe? Mm-hmm. Ten seconds later, Poe's still writing. <laughs> what are you doing over there, Poe? Like, right, and he's just like looking through one box. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, I think it could have been fixed with just one but shot. It's, but it's, it is a little bit of a nitpick. Yeah. Producer, flaws of Conair. I have a really funny and obvious one. Uh, when he, when the planes, I, th- I think it was no, it was when the, the fire truck at the last pretty much shot of the movie is is getting chased down. It drives through a Brinks security truck essentially, like a money truck, mm-hmm. and the thing explodes into like the craziest fire ever. I'm like, where are they getting all the explosive for that? It's a truck full of money. <laughs> like worst case scenario, there's a small fire. Right. And they had the giant explosion for it, so that was kind of annoying. Um, funny because it's like 90s but mm-hmm. like I saw that and I had to like literally turn my head like oh my god this is so cringe <laughs> uh, and then just landing in the middle of the strip in Las Vegas Dude, is so illogical like land anywhere else and you're better off not only that but it was just like raining like when you think the the, the money was already done there was like it kept oh, yeah. raining the, down it was like they kept shooting them like, for fun <laughs> so we had a fucking snowblower up top <laughs> So those are my two biggest flaws, yeah. which are pretty nitpicky because they're both in the action sequence where there's mm-hmm. going to be flaws. My, I guess the only thing I will say before, it was the same thing as like Steve Buscemi's character. Mm-hmm. It was like they were building him up to be one of like the, like the craziest convict mm-hmm. of, out of all of them. And well, they, they definitely they paid it off by just that moment with the little girl, though. Yeah. Because during that moment, you're like, dude, we're going to freak out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a really good job just building the suspense. Just because he never actually acts on it, I think it's better because then you don't have to think about how nasty it could have yeah. been. But I would have loved to seen him uh, 
go on a killing spree with the people inside the plane. Like, the bad guys? Yeah, because, like, what did he do? Like, besides talk to uh, Nicolas Cage a little bit. Right, but that's just... What I'm saying is, like, his job literally was just building suspense. Because every scene he's in, you're waiting for something crazy to happen. Just because it doesn't pay off. It, like, with something dramatic, but it, it was still edge of your seat. I mean... It's like, a, it's like a scene with Hannibal Lecter. Like, you know he's not actually going to kill anybody. But just talking to him is scary because you know what he's done and what he could... What he's capable. True. I mean, for, for the suspense build-up, I can see it, but I, I still want something. Do you not like Hannibal or Silence of the Lambs? I think I've only seen him a couple of times. Oh, well... Not enough to... Like, essentially, spoiler alert for both of those movies that came out in the 90s. Um, at the end of each movie, Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal, he is escaping. Mm-hmm. But just because you don't ever actually see any, him murder anybody, you're still afraid of him in every single scene he's in because he's Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. I guess that's... Okay. <laughs> I guess I have to see him, too. Alright, but that... I mean, that's just because of the Steve Buscemi connection for me. Any other flaws? Moving on? Sure. Wait, do we already do best quotes? Best quotes, go. This is from uh, Nicolas Cage's character. Uh, it's when uh, John Cusack's character finds him in the, the playing hangar. And he says, I only trust two people. One of them is me, and the other one is not you. <laughs> that was and the other one was when the the Mexican character betrayed uh, John Malkovich's character, mm-hmm. and then he crashes the plane, and then all the oh gas, all the gas He's is like pouring, pouring on him, and he says Sai, <laughs> and then Sai says Anara, and then throws it's the so cigarette. Stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. I can't even, like, every time I see those moments, I literally have to look away, like, I can't believe they <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> so cheesy. I, I, my favorite one's when uh, Dave Chappelle, like, he asked Cyrus, he's like, hey, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you oh, didn't yeah. mean all that black crackhead stuff, right? <laughs> and he's like, no, he's like, give me the gun. He takes like, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, no, it's a good movie. And something that I really like is that the producer is like took notes, so many notes for this. Movie. Yeah, because I, I fuck, fucking love. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his new favorite movie. Yeah, dude, I love it. Um, um, there's so many quotes. I was just like, I have to start writing them. Yeah, they're yeah. so good. Also, I f- one more thing to add to the flaw. Did anybody notice that John Cusack was wearing socks with sandals the entire fucking movie? He's a little bit weird. No, like, I didn't. The cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was wearing socks with sandals, and I don't know why that bothered me so much. Because he's wearing a suit, Fuck. so it's even more dorky. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nerd. That's uh, exactly what I'm wearing Francisco right now. Francisco's sitting here with socks Shots and sandals fired. on. What a... N- <laughs> Alright, so actually it won for best... Sa- no, I'm sorry. It was nominated at the Oscars for best sound and best original song. Uh, I don't remember um, what song it was, but I definitely remember like my wife joking that she got choked up at the end when he gets to see his daughter. And I was like, I mean, I guess, but there was there was a, a you know a score playing in the background, so maybe it was building it for. I, I yeah, I think so. I I know, I know which which scene she's talking about because. Oh, well, it's it's definitely super sweet, but it's like you just went from like sayonara as a joke to like this <laughs> heartfelt moment where you're about to cry, and you're like, damn, same movie. That's impressive. Put the bunny down. I just have right? to say. This like her wife, I had the crush on her for Monica like, Potter. Yeah, for the she's longest. In song. Is she in Saw? She's Carrie Which Ollie's one? wife in Saw. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> um, any notice of the music for you? I noticed it. A little very, bit. Actually, like, there's I definitely did an action scored mm-hmm. during most of the movie. 
Um, and there was definitely some sort of heartfelt song for the like the little. It was the same one. Thing. It was the same as the actual one, but it's I think it was played a little bit slower. So. No, it was an actual like love song. It was some gay like oh, Phil Collins. Yes, shit at the end. yes, there was. Never mind. I know. I know exactly. No offense to Phil Collins, he's amazing. Um, producer, what's up? Did you notice the soundtrack at all? Just like super cheesy. Um, super cheesy action. 90s music. Is that better than um, super cheesy Michael Bay using the hypey Transformer score in his movie? Yes. Yeah. Cheesier than that? No, but it's kind of just good cheesy. Where just you. you're just not like rolling your you. eyes back like ugh. It's more of like uh, a couple times a day. And <laughs> I think part of that's because like the budget, right? Like if you see a movie has like like a like a, a low budget, you're like I can forgive this and that. Mm-hmm. But if you just have the fucking craziest budget, explodes. like everything, you you're trying to pick it out because it's like that's impossible. Well, that's funny because that's the only thing he doesn't care about is the little stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's like bigger. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to American History X. Do you guys want to rate Con Air first? We can do that now. What's your rating for Con Air, Francisco? Probably in solid eight. Producer, do you want to vote now or do you want to wait? I'll save my vote in case you okay. guys don't agree. I'm actually going to give it an 8.5. Oh, wow. I liked it better than I thought I would. You know what I mean? Because I, like I remember it. liking it as a kid, but like I remember going into it and being like, oh, I have to watch Con Air, so no mm-hmm. worries. I wasn't worried about it, but I wasn't excited about it either. Right. Um, I'd say the first time I watched it, 8.0. So I like it better now than I do as a kid. Did your rating change at all? Oh, definitely. It's better now or worse? It's it's still way better. Um, Okay. 8.8. Now? You just said 8.0. For the... For For now your second viewing? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were... Like as a... I I asked it a little out of turn. Oh, I'm sorry. So on to American History X. Starring Ed Norton. Ed Furlong, Feruza Balk, Beverly D'Angelo, and Avery Brooks. Um, I didn't include the sister, and I didn't include uh, I gotta, I gotta the, the teacher, the Jewish teacher who got all mad in the fight. I don't have those names. I forgot them. <laughs> um, so American History X, just so we can recap it, Derek Vineyard is played by uh, Ed Norton. Ed Norton is this white supremacist, and in the opening scene, you see him um, basically murder two black guys trying to break into his truck. Uh, goes to prison, and the story's told from... The younger brother's perspective. So, Edward Furlong plays Daniel Vineyard. Uh, he goes to class. He's a following in his brother's footsteps. Little mm-hmm. racist white kid. Um, gets assigned to do a, te- an, a book report, basically. Or a life report <laughs> on his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he and his brother basically tell the story of Derek Vineyard's time in prison. How it's changed him and why he doesn't want to be racist anymore. Um, and he tries to get his brother out of that lifestyle. Gets to the end, and basically Derek Vineyard's in charge of trying to take down the white supremacist gangs in the area. And as all stories go, it doesn't exactly go to plan. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of the movie, uh, Derek Vineyard's younger brother is murdered by a black gang member. So, pretty sad story. Um, definitely hits on a lot of civil rights stuff and for sure a lot of deep feelings. So, when we say these movies could not be more different uh, Con Air is super fun we really enjoyed ourselves with the whole movie and then American History X is so depressing at certain points but it's just a very very good story yeah um, so when did you first see American History X Francisco I want to say it was either 7th or 8th grade class um, we had a really oh, yeah you said you watched it in school I yeah about that. yeah we had a teacher and he was really like 
modern, I, I <laughs> guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> Where, like, he wanted to... Like, <laughs> no, but just... He didn't. He didn't care about the things that, like, kind of school was teaching um, right. for for English. He he kind of made us like look more into into the language, which and, is always and, the best teacher. And yeah, no, he was great. He he taught me a lot. He's actually one of my favorite English teachers. Because, I love having teachers I still get along mm-hmm. with. Yeah, and um, so uh, this one was just different and really eye opening for mm-hmm. for things for life. You know, because. Mm-hmm. Things like that uh, just happen. What last year? It happens you, all the time. What well, happened? But just like you know, you civil rights is, is always going to be something we need to work mm-hmm. on. Yeah, <laughs> just as people. Uh, producer, I almost I almost fucked it up on that one. Yeah. When did you first see American History X? I've seen clips when I was younger, but yesterday was the first time like full viewing. God, dog, yeah. he's in a fresh week. Mm-hmm. Two movies in one day. Yeah, but yeah. What do, what do you think about it, since it's your first time? It was good. Like, I was definitely, like, intrigued of the story that was happening. But I have a few complaints. Okay, we'll get to them. Yeah. Alright, I first saw it the first night I watched. I had a movie marathon um, back in Connecticut during, like, a snow day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We watched Fight Club, American History X, Pulp Fiction, and The Ring all in one night. And I was too young to watch all of them. Jeez. Uh, no, not The Ring, I'm sorry. Dust Till Dawn. Oh, God. I was too young to watch all of them. I might have, <laughs> exactly, I think it's worse. Um, I, I might have been 12 when this happened, so mm-hmm. I was definitely in for a long night. Um, that being said, American History X, I think, is like one of my my favorite Ed Norton performances. Yes. He's just so I good. Um, just especially the character development. That's one thing I always really like to harp on in movies. If a, if the characters changed at all from mm-hmm. the beginning to the end, and I just love when the story can do it, tell that well. Um, so that's you know first take. What are some of your favorite moments or in quotes from the movie? My favorite, well, my favorite moment I want to say is the when he's actually taking a like into like, the black Bob. prison guard. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Or not like, guard, but uh, he's just, he's like, a, another cellmate. Mate, yeah. Um, but just when he actually cracks into him and yeah. makes him, you know, see him as a human being instead yeah. of dude, that was this. so eye opening for me this time. Mm-hmm. I I noticed so many things. Yeah, I, I, and I, I, I just thought it. I thought it was great. He uh, Ed Norton's character during the movie keeps saying that the black people are given all these handouts, given all these handouts, given all these mm-hmm. handouts, and his sister actually brings up to him. Maybe the the system is just attacking them because they're already having this mm-hmm. um, idea about them that they don't believe anything that they say. So there's the moment when uh, Ed Norton asks the black uh, guy. I really should have wrote that name down. Um, we'll say Bobby. I don't think that's right. Producer, can you look it up? Um, he basically asks him. So what are you in here for? Like you shouldn't have eight years for a petty crime. Mm-hmm. Like you're too little to fight that kind of thing. And he says, I was stealing a TV and a cop. Ran out in front of me and I dropped the TV and it landed on his foot and it mm-hmm. broke his foot. So that's where he gets all the time. And then Norton's like, no, that's bullshit. You wouldn't go to jail for eight years for that crime. And Bobby says to him, I swear I didn't throw it at him. I'm obviously misquoting. I dropped it. It was an accident. And they put him away for eight years. And you can see Edward Norton's like gears start to like turn. Mm-hmm. Like Maybe the system is actually going after black people because they don't believe 
their story, mm-hmm. their end of the story. So they say he threw the TV, that's eight years for attempted. Mm-hmm. And you just see that slight little take in Edward Norton. I never noticed it before this last time watching it, so I really appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Producer? Uh, the character's name was Lamont. Lamont, we were so close. Yeah. Any um, um, favorite quotes or best moments? Uh, yeah, it, I'm going to go with what Franny said. Uh, the, the scene where... It's kind um, of the only happy part of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> The scene where he, the when Lamont is kind of like the right before he like actually breaks him mm-hmm. and like actually has him laugh is when he's like doing the, the sex impression. Yeah, the sex yeah. impression when he's doing that whole like Super spiel, funny. like that. I was like laughing the entire time. Oh yeah, but I, that was one of my favorite scenes. It's also one of, one thing I always bring up though in movies that I love is when you put two people who are complete opposites in a room together. It's just very yeah. fun to watch how it mm-hmm. always plays out. Um, how do you guys feel about the movie being in black and white? I love it. Because yeah. it shows the contrast of what he saw before to what he saw afterwards. Yeah. It was very, it was perfectly done for me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would have never thought of it and the way that they show it is perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it just helps because you, you know what perspective you're seeing. Oh, yeah. From, like, mm-hmm. past. Because it can be difficult if you don't do that. Yeah. Sometimes they'll do, like, fuzzy vision around it, but. Didn't Memento do that? Or Memento was all. I, they might have. I it might remember. have. I haven't seen it in a while. It's been a while. I only watched it once. Yeah. Um, one thing I also really like is, and this is going to sound fucked up, the scene right after Derek gets raped, he's laying on the bed and Dr. Sweeney comes over to him and they have that heart-to-heart talk, basically like, if you're going to like get out early, you need to work with me. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite quotes from any movie is when Dr. Sweeney tells him, think about all the anger and all the angry stuff that you do and all the hate. Has it ever made your life any better? Mm-hmm. And I and I just love that quote because I think it still connects to me like almost every day where mm-hmm. I think about it like whenever I get upset about something petty mm-hmm. like is this really gonna help me or am I just burning right, through right, right, and hurting right. myself mm-hmm. in that thought? Um, so very good quote. Nice. And another actually good one is the last line of the movie after Daniel gets killed and he's reading like his conclusion, mm-hmm. and he says the quote his brother always told him to end a paper on a quote because somebody else has always said it better. Mm-hmm. You can't improve on that. Yeah. Um, I really like that quote because it's like, damn, I, I should have used that more in school. Right. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. I never, I didn't get a chance to look it up, but do you guys know who quoted that? It was Martin Luther King. Was it? Okay. Oh, no, he, he stole a quote from Martin Luther King. That's how it started. I don't know if that's an actual quote. He said it was from his brother. So I don't know if it's a made-up quote. Maybe. A movie quote. Any other best moments before we move on? How do you like the rest of the cast? Edward Norton, Edward Furlong, uh, Feruza Balk played Stacy, the girlfriend. Beverly D'Angelo played the mom, and Avery Brooks played Doctor Sweeney. You could include the big fat white guy who's in like My Name Is Earl. Mm-hmm. He played a perfect <laughs> version of that character. Um, and then like the other, the boss white supremacist guy, mm-hmm. um, Cameron, whatever. Um, basically, he played the perfect role of like a condescending, like manipulative guy mm-hmm. um, I think overall uh, Beverly D'Angelo as the mom really affected me this time watching it because right. you I, I don't know why like as a kid you don't see things always from everybody's right. point of view yeah. and as, a, as an adult and I have kids like when she is talking to Derek through the glass in the prison mm-hmm. that hits me super hard because it's just like you can't put yourself in her shoes until you can kind of feel it right yeah and it's, I know it's a completely different well I don't know what you're saying because I don't have kids but I know what you you're trying to it. say yeah, yeah. um 
And just the scene, like, right after the big fight at the dinner table where the uh, Jewish guy got kicked out, mm-hmm. she comes up to him and just screams at him, like, I'm just, I can't believe that, like, we're related. Right. And, like, that's so heartbreaking to watch, because, like, Loki, like, there's, everybody has difficult family members, and whenever there's a fight like that in a movie, you always go you back to of, fights that you've you seen. You put yourself through that yeah. same, yeah. It's just very well done, and I thought she played, like, the perfect version of, like, the struggling mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's something I can, I can agree on, um... Just the family aspect of it. Their um, chemistry was great. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you can have such a great movie if you don't have mm-hmm. like characters working working yeah. the way they did. Brilliant chemistry. Any uh, actors you want to bring up? Um, Make note of. I mean, I think Edward Norton. Takes the cake. Yeah, yeah, but that's a given. Producer. I think the mom did pretty good too. I liked her performance. She was great, but it was mostly Edward Norton to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is told from his either third person or first person. Right. Um, any Goldblum awards you want to throw out there for Con Air? Oh, Con Air? Yeah, I figured we'll get it up. Probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Funny, but not, you know. Yeah. Maybe not Oscar worthy. Right, right, right. I'd say Edward Norton deserves one for, for this movie. Yeah. I really, like, after getting about... Three quarters of the way through the movie, I thought to myself, how did he not win an Oscar for this role? Because mm-hmm. you completely buy it, shot for shot, the whole movie. That he's completely gone through this transformation. Right. Um, so, that's he got nominated. I yeah, he got nominated. I can't remember who won that year, though. It was 99's, um, the 99 Academy Awards. It might have been, and I'm, I'm totally guessing, it might even be Kevin Spacey for American Beauty that year. I saw I don't think so. American Beauty came out in 99, I think, or 98. Producers on it. Um, I don't think it was. Who knows? Um, any any soundtrack notes you want to make about American Strix? It was kind of just creepy. There was a couple times where the sound was really good, yeah. like when he does the actual curb stomp. Um, you see Daniel's like face like get crazy, and like they do that cr- really sharp mm-hmm. uh, violin. That moment's very good. Um, all right, just quick. Um, Oscar so update. Edward Norton lost to Robert Benigni for Life Is Beautiful. Weird. At the 72nd. Those movies are basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, do you want to give a rating for American History X or do you have anything else you need to bring up? Any flaws? That we I know Jose on the had one. Mine besides the tattoos. I... You didn't like the tattoos? Oh, well that swastika one in the chest was fake as fuck. It just really bothered me. It's like, I mean, why couldn't he get a real good. tattoo, yeah, you know? That's, like that's the uh, biggest nitpick ever. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, producer, any other flaws? I feel, one of my biggest flaws was that I felt like the little kid's transition uh, instead of not being a Nazi anymore was kind of quick. It was so fast? Yeah, it was like him, like, bullying Did he really need to get raped, too? Is that what you're <laughs> saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I need oh. another rape scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying this. <laughs> More rape. <laughs> Oh, I'll cut that one out because too much. That was perfect. Anyways, <laughs> no, please keep the clip no, where you said no, more rape. No. Oh. Anyways. So um, biggest favorite moments: rape. Worst moments: not enough. <laughs> not enough man on man. Yeah. Wait. No, to but go. the no. Yeah, I, I I just felt like you can like unlearn that like that immediately. So I, I, he just his brother comes out and he's like. I mean, it, he he is younger though. Like it's it's that. easier, it's easier to mold a or you know yeah. to make something of, of of a kid's mind easier than because he's basically just following his brother. So yeah, that's what I was about to and, get to. You know, it's like 
But if I, his brother's a Nazi, and you're going to be a Nazi. Got, uh-huh. If your brother's into football, you're going to be gonna football. Be in, exactly. Like, you're kind of just, just yeah. on his way. So if you see that your brother really, you know. I but know. I think I would have, like, because you're, so the way I see it is, like, you're this kid, and obviously you're following your brother's footsteps, and then he, he leaves for, to jail because he got attacked by black people. So he, all he knows is he's hating black people. Mm-hmm. And then he has, like, this support group that are just white supremacists who are, like, and his brother's not there to protect him. It's yeah. just nothing but white people. And so his brother comes he's back. He's still battling with it, though. Sorry, continue. Huh? Continue. I'll get to yeah. it. And so his brother comes back, and it's like, you know, why doesn't my brother have... Why isn't he the same, like, before when he left? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know the story of, like, what he... Oh, no, he did tell him the story of what he experienced. Mm-hmm. But I think... I and think that's it right been, before he takes down Yeah, I think it would have meant a little more if he would have experienced like it hand, like person to person where he sees like a black guy helping the only problem with that is though is because he's still battling with it when he's talking to cam um in at the party that night he says the line about dr sweeney's making me write this paper yeah and he goes nah dr sweeney is like one of the worst type of black people you know what i mean yeah and then Daniel actually rebuttals saying like no he's like he's not that bad he says the line about like he's like proud to be black yeah is basically his his explanation of it so he isn't full hate on every black person he's he actually has a basically a close yeah. teacher I wouldn't say friend but he has a teacher who he's kind of close with that's a mm-hmm. black guy so he knows that they're not evil evil but he's following in his brother's footsteps every step of the way and then every time he does have a positive vibe on it the only thing that's ever been told to him was negative about them. Yeah. So then when he, when he has the experience of his brother making good friends with a black guy in prison, or maybe not good, and not probably not, <laughs> but you, you see him have a good experience with black people and have such a bad experience with the white people who are supposed to be like these do-gooder white people. Yeah. Um, you're already following all the words. I don't know. Kind of no, defending no. nitpicks today. No, no, I get it. That's definitely, I guess, more important to perspective. It, de- it but... You are right, though. Yeah. Because when, like, the second that conversation's over, you see them go into the room and take down all the signs off the wall. And yeah. Like, it's a little bit too fast. Like, maybe have one cut scene in between that. Yeah. Just so you're not like, wait a minute, two minutes ago you were going to get a tattoo on, like, your forehead. What are we doing here? Yeah. That, that was really just my biggest thing. It's just, like, they spend a lot of the movie just kind of setting up all the hate. And then within a few seconds, it's kind of just, like, over. Yeah. That's That's my only thing. Okay. Any other last-minute takes? Last-minute takes? Nope. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, what's your rating for the first time you watched American History X and now? I'm going to say it was like a... Mm-mm. Maybe an 8? 8 for the first time? Mm-hmm. And now? 0.5. Okay. I think the first time I watched it, like I said, it was kind of a crazy day and I was too young to be watching this. I gave it uh, probably like a 7.5 to an 8, I would think. Um... Now it's closer to a ten for me because it's one of the movies that I that I start to talk about as one of the perfect movies. There's very few really? flaws in it to me. Um, not the most fun, definitely. Um, definitely not something I'm gonna watch with everybody. It's definitely mm-hmm. I said definitely too many times, but it's just a really good movie and it's very all the performances. It's one of the closest movies to being perfect. Definitely. So also the sound. Thank you. <laughs> also the sound editing when uh, the guy is putting his teeth on the curb. 
Oh my, oh my god. god. Yeah, it's just that put, scene a, was put another nail in the coffin, please. Dude, like, the, what's weird about that, I see, like, trembles. Yeah. It's so, like, you feel, like, you know it's not real, but you're still like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember as soon as it was coming, I, like, I felt like it was coming up, I was like, this is the curb scene. Mm-hmm. And the entire time, I'm like, all right, just, it's not Power real. Through. I was literally like, it's not real, Jose. It's just, it's movie magic. But what as soon as his, as soon as his teeth are touching the the curb the curb and you hear like, like his teeth grinding it i was like oh that's yeah <laughs> call the cops <laughs> i'm cringing right now just thinking about it yeah, yeah. Right. so my new my new score most recent viewing 9.5 i was actually originally about to say 9.7 but that's i don't love it that much it's not happy enough for me to get close enough to the 10 it's mm-hmm. just you know i finished american history x and i literally said let's watch schindler's list so i can get happy about something <laughs> Like, it's just not a great, you know, it's not a family movie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, so, producer, you're going to give a, a rating. Uh. <laughs> anyway, hold on. All right, I'm good. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <clears throat> so you have to rate Con Air. First time viewing it was yesterday, so we'll just give it a one-time viewing. What's your rating for Con Air? For Con Air, I would give it an, an 8. 8. Wow. He was so happy a second ago. I, I thought know. he was... I literally thought the whole episode, Con Air is winning. Me too. Wait, wait. So are you guys... Right now, the we haven't voted, but we have our scores. What do you want to see move on to the next round? I'm probably going to say Con Air. Okay. So we have one vote for Con Air. I'm definitely saying American History X moves on. Quotes alone... All right, sorry. You can do your, you can do your, you want me to argue first or you want to argue first? Oh, we're going to argue again? Fuck. Okay. Let me get ready. Do you want to argue first? Why Connor should move on? No, I'll, fuck, I don't know. I, I didn't argue? have anything ready. Neither do I. Okay, then you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, American History X should move on to round two. Like I said a minute ago, it's the one of the closest movies to being perfect. Cast, um, direction, shots color, everything was used for a reason, and there's very few times you're watching it where you think, you, I don't need to watch this because it's not important. Every single scene is important. Um, and then it gets into the quotes of the movie, the quote that Dr. Sweeney says to Derek, all this anger, all this hate, has it ever made your life better? I know I'm ad-libbing it, but that's essentially the quote. Those two things for me, it's stuff I think about every single day. And I'll even give a counterpoint to Connor. Connor is fucking hilarious. It's very, very fun. I can sit down and watch that movie and not feel like I have to hide my kids too much. Granted, there are scenes that are a little yeah. bit risque, but it's not a horrible movie. You know what I mean? It, it has some scary elements in it, but it's overall a very, very fun ride. American History X is not that, but it's something that I think is more impactful, more meaningful in my everyday life. Wow. And he wasn't ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really like Fuck On you. Air. <laughs> I think you should pick that one. (laughs) (laughs) There's a pizza in the fridge. I'll make you some coffee. No, um... I I obviously enjoy both of the movies, but for me, just Con Air is... is, my childhood weekend. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like it. That's a pretty sick weekend. (laughs) Right? That's like... You know, they call I, me Johnny Twenty Three. <laughs> <laughs> they would call me Johnny Six Hundred if they knew the full story. That was <laughs> such a good quote. Oh you forgot God. that one. Um, but 
it's just uh, I don't know. For me, Con Air is just one of the one one of the best movies of my childhood. That's fair. I, I still buy that. Yeah. So producer, you have to give a rating for American History X. All right. So my rating for for Con Air was eight. 8 was eight point Or oh, eight. My, pretty much the same thing. My rating. It matters. <laughs> my rating for American History X was 8.5 but Ooh. I'm rating on quality of kind of like story or just a better no, movie no I agree that's why I don't uh-huh. go by numbers yeah. right but if you were to ask me which one was my favorite it's I'm Con gonna Air. go with Con Air yes so Con Air so moves on to round two yeah hell yeah <laughs> congrats man thanks first win it only took 22 episodes win. he won for the know, 300 vs. Man on Fire episode and probably I'm still Shrek definitely won. Well, I had Toy Story win. No, you, both oh, of you voted for it. We, we both voted for it, but right. I wanted Toy Story to win pre-podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, any other big surprises that we've had? I mean, Interstellar was a surprise to me to beat Back to the Future. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Um, but no, we're, I guess maybe they... No, I don't know. Connor moves on, though. Very fun movie. I like it. Did you know that jo- Joaquin Phoenix was supposed to play uh, Edward, Ed Norton's character? initially in American History X yeah that's scary I don't think I would have liked that movie and then the director was not pleased that Edward Norton took the the, the role he didn't like that that he was going to be directing him I don't I don't think I would have liked Joaquin Phoenix in that role he's oh. so dark like I don't think I could have <laughs> like he would have literally been like killing people on the side <laughs> also I mean, apparently the director didn't like the the direction where the movie was going. So You're talking about director Tony Kay from American History X? Yeah. Okay. He uh, he didn't see the movie for the first time uh, nine years after it came out, it already came out. How does that happen? Wouldn't uh, he have had it been part of the editing? Well, he was. I guess he was editing it, and then he he went uh, to Europe to film a commercial, and then Edward Norton came in and started did his own, his own edit. And oh, Edward Norton's a beast. He's like low key genius. Yeah, he he came in, did his own edit, and then tried premiering it at a film festival. And the director came out and tried stopping it. I heard he does that with a lot of his films. He like he rewrote a lot of The Incredible Hulk. I heard. Yeah. Yeah, he does that shit a lot. But I'm down with that. He was super good in that movie. It was like bad. You, you don't have to hate it. Like the story is what it is. But Edward Norton was convincing before, you know, his Hulk He's, moments. Right, but I mean, like. As if I was ever a director, I would hate if I have a vision for something, and then well, let's not whatever pretend, shit happens. Let's not pretend and then Tony the, K is Mar- Marty Scorsese though. Like I've never heard of this director. No, uh, but in in general, you know, if I hire an actor, like I'm hiring him to you know, to do his role. job. Yeah, you're to, not a producer. To, to, you're not you're mm-hmm. not paying me. Like I would yeah, hate I if you. if I, whatever you know, I have to take a month because of something. Then I come back and the the, the actor keep just it, changed keep everything. Keep it real though. Ed Norton doesn't do wrong. I'm not saying no, no, no. I'm I'm not so saying that. It's, just, if you do have to let an actor take over the scene, like if it's Ed Norton, yeah, man, do your thing because you right. you've never strayed too far before. But I think he only does good movies. It has to be an agreement. You know, you can't just fucking change well, everything if if I leave. Definitely if, sounds like a dick, but yeah, but it's, it's whatever. It's, 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 it's not a him, bad movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's he plays his roles right. All right, so next week's matchup we have Transporter versus Casino Royale. Yeah, um, excited about that one. Me too. The more I think about it, the more I, I, I know which direction is going, but... Well, I, that's what I would have said. American History X easily wins for me in this last match. That's so, true. it happens. That's true. And you haven't seen really Transporter. I've never watched Transporter beginning, though. I've seen bits and pieces of it, okay. like, on 
Can, can, can we... Um, I'm doing the timeout thing. Sure. We don't have to pause anything. Okay. But can we do Transporter 2 instead of Transporter? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Because okay. it's a better... And, yeah, it's a, it's a better transporter. I'd rather, transporter. I'd rather the better movie anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean? watch Transporter 2. <laughs> yeah, What happens in Transporter 1 that I need to know about then? Uh, Transporter 2, like, um, basically... No, but what, how does 1 end in case there's any, like, character I'll just, I'll just give you a quick synopsis. It basically shows you what he does, and he basically just carries packages from one place to another, Transporter. And in one of them, he... Spoilers. Uh, he, he feels some knocking in his in his hood. Is that the first one? And, uh-huh. And and so he finds out there's a chick. I think he falls in love with a chick, not really, but he doesn't want to carry out through the through the film. Um, and then, but basically, it, it closes every end. Um, there's there's nothing where so like he just saved the girl is all. Yeah, he's pretty much. I don't I don't. I have to rewatch it. Was the, like was he saving the girl from like some evil corporation? Kind I of thing? think I think they were just gonna like sell her off or basically Sweet. or something like that. You know, mafia. Um, this one's this one's different. Um, and I think I think this is the better of the film. Right on. So right. we'll go with that. Transporter two. two. Yeah. Right on. Alright. Anything else we need? I think I'm good. No, I think we talked about everything. This was the podcast. You know, we really do have to work on the everybody says Battlestar Galactic at the same time thing. You guys just don't want to do it. It's kinda of <laughs> fucked up. I thought um. we agreed. For one episode. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad. I kind of enjoyed the camaraderie. But... 